Capital One is a proud partner of the Roden Fellows Program, which provides opportunity to aspiring sports journalists from historically Black colleges and universities to produce content, including this podcast, throughout the year. Capital One supports this program as a part of their larger commitment to the advancement of students from HBCUs. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of your favorite podcast featuring your favorite HBCU students. We're here for one last ride and farewell. I can't believe it's almost over. Today, we'll be taking a walk down memory lane and reminiscing on our fellowship and overall HBCU experience. I'm your co-host, Alexis Davis, a senior multimedia journalism student at the largest HBCU, North Carolina A&T State University. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by all five of the other fellows in my class. Kayla Sweezy, a multimedia journalism senior at Morgan State University. Hello, everyone. Super excited for today's episode. Kiana Robinson-Cherry, a journalism senior at Hampton University. Hey, everybody. So excited to be here today. Sarah Jones-Smith, a broadcast journalism student at Howard University. Hi, everybody. Calvin Sykes, a now two-time graduate of Florida A&M University, first in broadcast journalism, and he went back for his second round to earn a master's in sports management. Hi, everybody. And last but certainly not least, Keon Cage, a recent graduate of Hampton University with a bachelor's degree in strategic communications with a minor in leadership studies. What's up, what's up, everyone? First, we want to give a huge congratulations to all of our fellows for graduation and not just graduating, but graduating on time with future plans in sight. As I mentioned earlier, I am your co-host. So a few of you may be wondering who our other co-host is. Today, we asked the man that makes all of this possible for us to join us in commemorating one last ride, Mr. Bill Roden. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is yet another historic moment. Uh, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on this final podcast. Um, it's quite an honor and it's, uh, it's a thrill. And um, I know there's a lot we want to cover, but I must say that, um, man, it just seems like yesterday, really, literally yesterday, when, you know, we are calling each of you to welcome you into the program and having our inauguration and, and initiation. And here we are, man, you guys are, quote unquote, all grown up, going on to bigger and, and better things. And uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy and honored to be able to share, you know, these next 50 minutes with you guys to kind of reflect on where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. So uh, thank you so much. And um, congratulations to, to all of you. It's really been uh, you know, a pleasure and an honor to be around you. Mr. Roden created the Roden Fellowship in 2017 as a one-year sports journalism intern program with Anscape that identifies and trains aspiring African-American journalists from historically Black colleges and universities. The floor is all yours, Mr. Roden. We can't wait to answer your questions. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to your, <laughs> your answers. Uh, but, you know... Um, like I said, it just seems like yesterday that, you know, uh, we were welcoming you guys in, you know, Monique and uh, um, uh, Elizabeth and John X. Miller, who's now moved on. 
that we just welcomed you guys into the fold. And I, I guess I, you know, the vision for this, and I don't want to belabor the point, but again, it also seems just like yesterday when, um, you know, when, when we were thinking about this program, about uh, somebody had asked me, uh, what would you like your legacy to be? And what's your mission? And I had not really thought about it, you know, because I've been in the business for so long, uh, since like 1972. And I just kept thinking about a legacy. And one of the things was, you know, coming from Morgan State uh, and then having a career that, you know, went through the Afro-American newspaper and Ebony Magazine and the Baltimore Sun and the New York Times and now uh, ESPN and Anscapes. I've just had a wonderful career. And the idea is how can I get more young, talented journalists who are like me sitting in classrooms at HBCUs uh, to be, and to put these young, talented folks into the journalism pipeline. And, you know, from that vision came uh, this fellowship, the Road to Fellows. And uh, I can't tell you how, how awesome it's been. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, you guys are part of the fifth class and that's six, you know, six young people in each class. So I guess that's, um, I guess 30 folks in my math. I was an English major, not a math major, <laughs> but um, it's just been really great uh, just to see each class grow and develop and get into their careers. I have one question. I know that Alexis dutifully sent, sent a script of of uh, of questions, but the, the the first thing I like to ask each of you, you know, people ask me, well, what is, you know, the the fellowship, and you know, I've given my answer, uh, but I think it's evolved, and I like to ask each of you quickly, if somebody when somebody asks you that, what's your snapshot answer? Um, you know, we could you know start with um, in in, in any order, but. I know I've got my answer, but what's your answer? Uh, maybe start with Kayla. Uh, you know, when, you know, what's your snapshot answer when somebody asks you, well, you know, there are millions of fellowships. What's this fellowship? Yeah, I definitely think that my answer might be a little bit specific to myself just because this is my first professional internship and really the first internship of this caliber that I've been a part of. But I think that this fellowship is so unique and so great for students like us, because if I had the opportunity to cultivate a fellowship that really encompassed everything I'm passionate about, it would be the Roden Fellowship. We get to report on the intersections of sports, race, culture, and those are all things I'm really passionate about being an HBCU student. And it really just changed, I think, the trajectory of my career. And just speaking for myself, I definitely think it was a great stepping stone into my professional career. So I think it's a great way to just get breakthrough into this kind of space of sports media as a young Black journalist. Hey, Kiana, the same uh, question for you. You know, you're going to be asked, you know, what fellowships did you have? What, what's your snapshot answer to, you know, to what, what, what is this fellowship? Uh, uh, what you thought it was versus you know, not at the end of it, what, what, what it, it means to you. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I'd say this, this fellowship has been really flexible because I came in um, with thinking I would be doing a lot of video work, but I think that 
throughout the fellowship, it started to change on like what I wanted, what I wanted to do and what I want my end goal to be here, which is just basically to just like produce more content, whether it be social media or video. And I've been blessed with the opportunity to be doing the Snapchat shows since September. So I'd say it's just been a really um, a flexible experience. And it's also just been changing my perspective more on where I want to go and what I want to do afterwards with the fellowship experience. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sarah Jones Smith from Howard. Uh, same question to you. And then, uh, you know, then Calvin uh, and then Kiai. Yeah. So for me, I would say that this fellowship is an extremely hands-on experience. It gives you the opportunity to not only listen to things that other people have done, but it gives you the opportunity to create your own memories and add things to your own resume. So I would say that my favorite part of it all was being able to actually go out and do these things that I look up to other people because they've had the opportunity to do them. So love how hands-on it is. And I love all the experience that I got throughout my time as a fellow. As for me, I would say that it was a life-changing experience. Um, I got to see sides of different things that I never would imagine. Um, a few highlights for me is um, being hands-on with the Why Not Us for FAMU documentary um, being taped at our school, as well as writing about Deion Sanders on his first real inaugural season. Um, and just being around um, like-minded journalists like myself and just learning from what the Anscape staff had for us as well as, um, you know, make mistakes, but learn from them quickly and ultimately use that for whatever's next for me in my journey. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, this fellowship is like, uh, it's designed to help minorities like myself get real experience and real knowledge on how this industry really is. And I'm forever grateful for the opportunities and the doors it has opened uh, for me from going to the ESPYs, to interviewing uh, Eddie George. Uh, this fellowship has uh, brought more knowledge to me, has helped me develop my skills and my craft, and I, I can't be uh, more thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, you know, uh, oh, Alexis, sorry. You're the host. <laughs> um, yeah, I think all the fellows really answered um, really well and really were transparent about it. Um, for me, it's just really been an overall life-changing experience. Um, a lot of places that I never really thought I belonged in, I feel like this um, fellowship really validated for me that I belong in these spaces, um, just from the NFL press boxes to the different collegiate press boxes, um, to being able to interview on the podcast some of my idols, being able to FaceTime some of my idols, and literally having the people that I look up to, you know, watching ESPN daytime programming, having them literally be um, an email away has stuff. It's been things that I've never thought um, was imaginable, especially ever since um, I stopped playing sports. It really was hard for me to try to find my way back. And I feel like this um, fellowship really served as a great direct pipeline um, to get my footing and where I wanted to be. And I really couldn't um, ask for an overall better first step. Uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, each of you have talked about how much this program has meant to you. But I must tell you that I can't begin to tell you how much you have meant to me, uh, how inspirational you guys have uh, have been to me. And I'm sure Monique feels that way and uh, and, and uh, Elizabeth feels that way, uh, just to see you grow, uh, to see your development. 
um, has really enhanced our sense of purpose and meaning. So I know we've given to you, but you guys have really given us to us. And I hope that what this has also inspired you guys to do is to continue the process of reaching back uh, and helping other young people like you at HBCUs. But I've got another question for you guys. This is a HBCU question. Um, you know, there's been this debate, you know, the majority of young black students uh, go to PWIs, predominantly white institutions. Um, but the largest collection of, of black students are founded at historically black colleges. And I guess I'm asking you, uh, one, the question on the sheet is, why did you choose your respective HBCUs? And I know you guys are writing essays about that. Uh, that will be on the Anscapes website. But I'm curious, now that you graduated and you had a chance to look back, uh, what has that experience meant to you? I know you all know, you know, uh, you know, fellow Black students have gone to PWIs and they've had their experiences. But what has gone, what, is go, what has it meant for you guys to go through, go through the grind, to go through the HBCU experience? You know, we always talk about, oh, I want that HBCU experience. But when you try to tell that to somebody who hasn't, go, who hasn't gone through it, what has that experience meant to you? How has it, how has it made you blossom? How has it strengthened your resolve? How has it really changed you? Um, same thing. Uh, Sarah, you want to go first? Yes. So I would say that my experience at Howard has been extremely transformative and it has also just affirmed who I am and my place in this world as a Black young lady, being around so many other intelligent Black people who are goal-oriented and just are so immersed in our culture and so proud of who we are was absolutely amazing. And then also having professors who look like me pour into me and let me know how much they believe in me and my talents and then do whatever they can to enhance and add to that has been something that I don't feel I could have gotten anywhere else because they understand. They understand the concerns of a Black student. They understand, you know, the feelings that may come along with being in certain spaces where there are no Black people involved. So I think that there's just a level of understanding at HBCUs that you can't find anywhere else, as well as a love for Blackness. Uh, uh, Calvin, same same question. I'm going to ask each of you. I'm just kind of, you don't know which order I'm going to call you on. But Calvin, same question. Um, well, for, well, for me, I think um, my journey to FAMU was interesting. It all started with a realization that I wanted to be in journalism. And I started at a camp that, that I went there that the dean at the time recruited me, Ann Kimbrough, who I still keep up with today. And she told me that my dreams would come true if I, if I come here. I'll be nurtured, but I'll be taught. And those like moments really stick together with me because even as I was maneuvering through my process of figuring out which college I wanted to go to, she always told me that whatever you decide, I'll be in your corner. Um, and just visiting, you know, when I really decided this is where I want to go, I visit one more time. And she remembered my name, met all the students. And from that moment on, it was just like, this is where I need to be. I've been loved, taken care of, but also um, propelled to higher standards. Um, that allow me to learn and, and be where I'm at today. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without FAMU and without the School of Journalism. 
Mm-hmm. Kayla, um, kind of same question. I mean, I'm sure that anywhere you would have gone, because you know, each of you guys are bright, you know, you're you're intelligent, you're driven. So probably wherever you went, you could have blossomed. Uh, but specifically, when you look back, Kayla, on your your time at Morgan, uh, what has it meant to you? Do you think you've got something out of the experience that maybe you couldn't have gotten anywhere else or any other, like, you know, maybe a, a PWI? Yeah, I definitely think, especially from the athletic perspective, that there's been so many opportunities presented to me at Morgan that I truly don't think I would have gotten at a PWI or at one of these major public institutions just five minutes down the road from Morgan. At Morgan, they do a really good job in the athletic department of making sure I have opportunities, especially with the name, image, and likeness bill being passed by the NCAA. They're really trying to prioritize just the recognition of their student athletes. So at Morgan, I definitely don't feel like I'm just another number. And that was always my fear of going to a big university or a PWI. But I feel like I really am cared about and nurtured here. So the opportunities have been endless at my HBCU, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Hey, hey Kiana, uh, same, a, a variation of the same question. Uh, and again, I, I kind of ask it, you know, I went to Morgan uh, my first year was 1968, <laughs> you know, centuries ago. Uh, and the further you go back in time, you know, a lot of a lot of black folks went to HBCUs because that's sort of where you had to go. Uh, in your generation, you guys' generation, you had the, the pick of the litter. You could have gone anywhere. Um, so, Keanu, what did you get out of going to Hampton that maybe came as a surprise when you look back on your life there in terms of the impact that it's had on you? Um, I definitely think that relationships have been the most important thing for me at Hampton. Um, the friendships that I've made, they've been so amazing and essential to my growth, um, not only as a student, but as a person. And even just with the teachers there, um, building individual relationships with them, having them help me along the way and help me to get to this point has been really essential to just me as a person and who I am today. And I definitely do not think that it would have been the same experience at a PWI because, I mean, these teachers, they look like me. They've had almost similar experiences to me so they can relate to me and help guide me through um, a lot of the situations that I've been through. same kind of question to, to Keon and Alexis. Uh, what's your pitch? You know, uh, you're, you're speaking to a group of high school, you know, students. They pretty much made their selection about where they're going to school. What's your pitch to them about why they should go to an HBCU? Uh, Keon, then, then uh, uh, Alexis. Uh, I mean, the culture, man, I grew up around HBCUs. So I grew up around that culture of going to games, staying for halftimes and homecoming of a cookouts and tailgates. It's just a family environment everywhere you go on each and every campus. Uh, every campus has that family culture. So I feel like you don't get that type of connection uh, at PWIs because of the massive size, I believe, a little bit. But I just feel like HBCUs go out their way to make sure that we have that family environment culture and you feel like you're a part of the school. You, you have people that don't even go to the school, really, that come to our campuses because uh, they love the culture. 
and just that, that family environment. We're open campus, like we're just open arms. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alexis. Um, yeah, I would say for me, I mean, I was blessed to attend two HBCUs. I started my college journey at FAMU, and then after my freshman year, I transferred to A&T. Um, so I definitely would say, you know, by being able to walk two campuses as a student, um, I definitely believe in the overall mission of HBCUs. I mean, dating all the way back to Cheney University of Pennsylvania, you know, them being the first HBCU, you know, coming about February 25th, 1837. Just ever since then, you know, I've just really felt like HBCUs have really been the way to go because, I mean, I feel like we are all intelligent. Um, We all can conquer everything as far as curriculum goes. But, you know, there's going to be those spots in college where it's not always a sunny day. You don't always feel supported. You don't always feel, you know, like doing your work or you, you know, you're down about an opportunity that you might not have gone like, you know, whatever. It goes on and on. But for me, it was who is going to support you when you know the lights are not bright who's going to support you when you don't you know when you don't feel your best and I really feel like my HBCU has been an extended family from my peers to my teachers um, to my line sisters to me you know I have a really small family so to really have this extended family and even almost a fan base at my school as far as professors who are constantly raving about us and constantly talking about us in rooms that we're not even in I feel like stuff like that is really you know you can't match it. By by the way, you mentioned lying. Uh, I want to congratulate you, Alexis. I think you were a newly mentored AKA. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Rodin. (laughs) (laughs) No, congratulations. Somebody else, who else? uh, Didn't somebody else uh, go go over while they've been in the fellowship? No, I, uh, I crossed in spring 2021 last year. Right before I got into the uh, fellowship. Oh, okay. You got another why. Um, so let me ask you. I, I'm going to go off script with one more question, but I want to get and maybe uh, Calvin uh, and uh, Keon and anybody can respond to this question. I recently interviewed the head football coach at Delaware State. Uh, you know, HBCU in Dover, Delaware. I interviewed him. Uh, you know, just to talk about his. You know, he went to Delaware State. Uh, he, dra- he got drafted uh, by an NFL team in 1992. And then after an eight-year career, he came back to coach at uh, Delaware State, where he is now. And he said something that's really stuck with me because I asked him about why he went to Delaware State. And he said that he originally wanted to go to the University of Maryland, but the coach told him he was just too small. And he ended up and in fact, he said that he really didn't want to attend an HBCU. And he had misgivings in general about attending a black school. And this is what he said. I, I guess I would like to get you guys' reaction to this because it really, it stuck with me. He said, quote, when I asked him about attending a black institution, he said, quote, I grew up in a very integrated, predominantly white institution. I guess you could say, if you ever heard the description of an Oreo, That's probably what I would have been labeled back then. Definitely black on the outside, but definitely white on the inside. Not saying that in a negative way, but when you don't have a concept of self and you don't have an ownership of self, meaning of yourself's culture, then you're lost. And that was me. I was totally lost. And 
he said that he had associated black with bad. You know, when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about back then, it, it wasn't called HBCUs. They were called black colleges. Quote, when you grew up at my time, everything associated with black was always negative. Death was black. Speed Racer and Racer X had a black car. Every time a villain would come into a show, he'd be wearing black. It was always something uh, uh, black. It was Black was always associated with something negative. And so when I heard the term black college, I didn't want to go there because I didn't think I'd get the same recognition. No one would know. Uh, he said, there's so many things I was ignorant of. The only thing I, I knew about black history was it was in February, slavery, Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. And then he said that after he went to Delaware State, he said that, uh, he, you know, he stayed in the Medgar Evers dorm. And he said, I didn't even know who Medgar Evers was. And I was living in the Medgar Evers dorm. Uh, and that was a sad part. That was a reality that really broke the camel's back. That opened my eyes, made me realize that I needed to focus in on being a black man and understanding where we come from, understanding those that have come before me and have paved the way so I could play this game of football. Um, just curious, Cat, when you hear the, what, 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 just your your thoughts about about here's a guy who's you know. Is is that part of the HBCU experience? What what were your thoughts about hearing that? Um, well, definitely, I understand the time that he was in, but at the same time, my experiences, I do kind of agree that going to my HBCU really showed me who I am as a black man, um, taught me the origins and the stories, and it broke down different things that I didn't know about our culture. Um, and at the very same chance, it also showed me how diverse black people can be at the same time. Because um, you can be black and something else, um, you know, black, black and a gamer, you know, black and an athlete, black and a STEM major. There are certain there are a lot of different things that my HB Six showed me. And I would say that the origins of how as black folks, we became diverse from our different experiences. Mm -hmm. Anybody else have a reaction to that, that statement? Before we move on, uh, for me, man, uh, I always thought when I think of black, I always think of beautiful beauty and like beautifulness and stuff like that. So, I, I it's just crazy how like people really associated with that back in the day, and how like everything has changed to now. Uh, we like I don't know I don't want to say accept, but how America has adjusted to. Uh, like HBCUs and now they're trying to do everything they can to support HBCUs now. You know, shoot back. I just had a couple other things. You know, we were talking about the fellowship and um, a couple of you mentioned it before, but um, what uh, I, I like to hear from each of you uh, and, and let's go in the order which you guys were introduced. Um, what was your favorite part of the fellowship? Um, you know, why don't we go like, like as you guys were introduced, uh, Kayla, Kiana, Sarah, Calvin, and uh, Keon and Alexis. Okay, I would probably say my favorite part of the fellowship was being able to go to All Star Weekend and cover the HBCU classic game between Howard and Morgan State's basketball team. I think that was really 
special for me just because Morgan's basketball team has been doing well and just being able to cover them on a national stage was really exciting. And it was like a weekend long full of different activities, meeting different people. I met Maria Taylor. So there was just so much happening in those few days and it was really good and a good learning experience for me. So that was probably one of my best moments with this fellowship. For me, I'd say that my favorite moment of the fellowship was probably last um, August when I got to produce my video because um, I was sitting on the hip hop museum idea for a while and to actually like be there and you know help the camera crew out and just be there by myself directing and producing really was um it was a highlight for me because that is what I want to do and to be in that moment was surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Sarah. Okay so as I mentioned earlier my favorite thing about the fellowship is how interactive it is so I would say all of the things that I got to travel to do were absolutely amazing like going to the Super Bowl going to the NFL honors with you, Mr. Roden, going to the final four celebration bowl, week zero of the MIAC SWAC challenge, just all the traveling and the hands-on work that I was able to do. My absolute favorite part for sure. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Sykes? Um, For me, I would say that um, it was the moment when I have two moments. Well, one was the SWAC conference media day just being around um, black college football and right now the hype around SWAC, writing my story about Deion Sanders was probably a highlight. And second highlight was working with the NBA on the operations side um, for the HBC Classic game. And also, you know, first time really meeting Kayla too in person. Um, So that was just a great experience that, um, you know, I'll forever take with me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, it was, getting a chance to interview uh, Eddie George uh, at Tennessee State University and get a chance to interview uh, Isaac Keys, actor on Power Book 4. Uh, just those two, just like picking their brains, asking them questions about like their career, their life, uh, what they're doing uh, currently. And it's kind of just having that one-on-one interview with them. It's kind of like, it's, it's just really cool. Just like, man, like, these are really people who African-Americans who made it in life and just get to uh, interview them and speak with them is like really cool. Mm. Alexis. Um, it's hard for me to really pick one. Cause I mean, when I went to the Howard and Hampton game with Elizabeth, um, I got to meet vice president Kamala Harris and then going to my first NFL game as a spectator or as a part of press with Mr. Roden and being able to literally just pick his brain for about four or five hours. That was a great experience. And then being on live ESPN TV with Sarah in Atlanta. Um, I don't know. It's really been a lot. I would, yeah, I guess I would say my favorite was going to my first NFL game, not so much because of the hype around the NFL, but just because of the one-on-one time I got to spend with Mr. Roden and really been able to ask him um, whatever I wanted. And also just the transparency that he showed um, over those hours and hours. And I really was able to ask um, whatever I wanted. So I would say probably, um, yeah, my, the NFL game that I went to when the Ravens and the Bengals played each other. Uh, in October. Yeah, who 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 to know that was the beginning of the end for the Ravens? Uh, you know, uh, I, I asked not that you guys asked, but you know, 
one of my favorite moments of the fellowship have you guys was just being around you guys. Uh, it was so much fun. Um, it, starting back when, I don't know if you guys remember it, when uh, Kayla and Keon and Kiana uh, came to New York. Uh, you guys remember that you came to New York for the ES, for the ESPYs. Yeah, and, how, could, uh, how could we forget and that? It was like the, 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 the plane that never landed. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, we were stuck in uh DC for like hey, yeah. oh my oh my <laughs> god, you know, just the back and forth from the airport and where are you guys and are you ever gonna get here? And uh, you know, then dropping you guys off at the hotel. Then I don't know if you guys remember, uh, you know, you came up to Harlem at my studio up there at the church, and we had dinner and then uh Kayla, it was it was your birthday, but it wasn't your birthday, and you know, you know, could you have a sip of wine? Could you not? <laughs> you know, um, that was great getting getting to know you guys, uh, and then um, you know, Kiana, uh, I think we went to the Nets game. I think that you, I think you told me that was your first in a NBA game. That yes, we went it was to definitely the, uh, a very special moment for me. Uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, Kayla, when you were, uh, you know, you were part of the HBCU road trip when I think we met at uh, Livingstone, that that was, you know, that was great. And mm -hmm. then uh, then was your work. Uh, who was that? Who uh, Alexa, was that you and Sarah who went to game day? Yeah, that was me and Sarah. Uh, we went to the first HBCU game that was a part of ESPN College Game Day in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah seeing you guys there was great. And then, uh, you know, uh, connecting with Sarah at the Super Bowl, uh, that was great. You know, and then, you know, sort of the last minute thing of trying to connect and get there and, you know, everything that entailed, uh, you know, that was great. And, uh, you know, and I must say, that probably what's most exciting for me of all is what's going to happen for you guys in the next five years. That perhaps is probably most exciting to me just to see, uh, you know, what, um, you know, what, what lies ahead. You know, a couple of you going to graduate school, that's going to be very cool. Um, and maybe we could, at, you know, my last question will be what you guys are going to do. But let me ask you this. Um, we just named our sixth class of Roden Fellows. Um, what would you, now that you know, if you would have known at the beginning of your fellowship, what you know now, what advice would you give the incoming class? Uh, for me, actually, I just met the one, uh, cannot remember from happening. I li she literally came up to me, uh, this weekend and she's asking me questions left and right, but, uh, the biggest advice that I gave her is to uh, be herself and show what you really love talking and writing about. Uh, and I just tell her to uh, take advantage of the opportunities and the people that you're connecting with. Uh, a lot of people want to help HBCU students out. So take advantage of that help because a lot of people will be trying to reach out to you and stay connected with, uh, with the people you uh, meet with. I think that's the biggest thing I learned with the Minnesota with you, uh, Mr. Brogan, because I still uh, reached out to uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who I met through you. And uh, it was pretty cool just talking to him still. Uh, 
what uh anybody else uh Kayla if you if you based on what you know now what would you tell the incoming class yeah aside from networking I would definitely tell the students to be adamant about pitching stories and different content ideas I think early on like once I had my first pitch turned down I was a little bit discouraged but I kept pitching different ideas and then seeing those come to life through Anscape on the website, whether it was social media or an actual story was really encouraging. So I think that we all have our unique ideas. And if we just pitch them and just keep giving them a shot that we can have so many different stories run on the website with our different perspectives. So definitely just be adamant about pitching your ideas. Same, same question to you, Alexa and, and, and Sarah. Um, I would say... Well, first, I would start by really getting to know the fellows because, I mean, there's been a lot of times we can do the simplest things like, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our family, social and school life. You know, it might slip your mind that we did have a meeting at one, but just being able to depend on the other fellows um, to, you know, remind you of certain things or, for instance, like, you know, let's say there is a pitch that I have, um, you know, I might send it to Kayla. Um, before I send it to, um, you know, some of the higher ups, just, you know, really getting to know the fellows, because I feel like we, of course, you know, ESPN there, you know, we're around some of the biggest names in sports. I mean, it's the worldwide leader of sports, but I think sometimes you can underestimate the power of networking horizontally instead of always trying to go onward and upward. Um, Because I do think that, you know, us six are really going to be some of the biggest names in sports one day. So I think it's really important for you to get to know the people that are in the class with you, because those are really going to be the people that you depend on um, as you move up in the business. Uh, you know, Sarah, I want to hear from you, but that's such a great point, Alexa. And one of the things I've spoken with Elizabeth about at Monique, you know, we've, we've now have five classes and I really want to do a better job of connecting you guys uh, connecting you because know, you're sort of like a fraternity slash, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but you're a group and you're right in the next 10, 15 years, you guys are all going to be very prominent in the industry and to be connected and have a special bond, I think is very, something very important and something I actually want to work on doing, having more reunions and making sure you guys really, you know, keep in touch. Um, Maybe, give, maybe we should give you guys jackets, road fellow jackets or something. Uh, hey, hey, Sarah, same thing, same question to you. Uh, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to the in, incoming class of fellows? I would say some advice that I would give is to just remain open and flexible. Of course, you have the things that you come in hoping that you'll get to cover or wanting to cover, but there's also some other amazing stories that will be given to you that you'll learn a lot from. So just stay positive and stay flexible and just take advantage of every opportunity. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think you guys have hit everything. Um, uh, before we, before, at least before I wrap up, uh, I want to see if any of you guys, but um, could each of you, I know that each of you have been making moves in terms of the future. Um, could you, each of you tell us where you're going? What are you going to be doing now? You're graduating. Uh, again, maybe we go, you know, uh, Kayla, Kiana, Sarah, uh, Calvin, Kian, Alexis. Could you tell us what you're going to be doing next? Yes, so I can start. 
In July, I'll be moving to Bristol, Connecticut to start working with the ESPN Next program. And that's with production. So working on different shows and I'm really passionate about documentaries. So I'm hoping to work with some storytelling in that pod and just get straight to work in the summer. Oh, congratulations. Great news. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So for me, as of right now, I don't know what I'll be doing. Um, I'm still trying to consider my options and hear back from other jobs. So that's me, what I'm really doing. Yeah, for me, I would say I'm still considering some options too. My ultimate goal was definitely to land on TV someday. And I've been having different meetings and offers with small local news stations. So I've kind of been seeing which one of those I might want to take up an offer with. Uh, what about you, Calvin? Um, as for me, I will be accepting a communications role. Um, I can't say which team because they're supposed to release it, but I'll be in a communications role with the NFL team, um, starting off just handling um, day-to-day stuff in that in that role. Uh, congratulations, PR. Yeah. Great, great, great. What about you, Keon? I will be headed to the uh, Arizona State University to, to get my master's uh, this coming year. It's going to be great. Uh, I know you are a part-time teacher there, correct? Uh, yep. So hopefully I get the chance to see you some more uh, when you come and visit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the winter. Uh, <laughs> you don't, don't want to deal with the sun, man? Come, come, we can get our shades on together, man. No, you're going to need more than shades. Uh, what, about, what about what about you, Alexis? Um, yeah, so I'm actually a part of the Sports Journalism Institute, um, the upcoming class. So with that, I will be interning with USA Today in the summertime. And then in the fall, I will be going with Keon to Arizona State University to get my master's in sports journalism. So, yeah, I can't get rid of me and Keon quite yet. Um, but yeah, we will be in Arizona. I think it's a first fam thing, would you say? <laughs> yeah, family ties. <laughs> yeah, family ties. That's great. Yeah. Well, listen, this is, uh, uh, you know, before I turn it over to you, uh, Alexis, I don't know if anybody had any questions, but I think that um, you guys seem to have everything covered. Um, you know, my only suggestion uh, to you guys is basically you know, you guys are going to have a very long, long and fruitful career in this industry. And I think if there's anything you've learned from Elizabeth, from Monique, from John X, who's moved on now in Dallas, is just the importance of uh, persistence, the importance of curiosity, and uh, the importance of, uh, you know, just, you know, long, you know, hard work, you know, hard work. This is a uh, a, a long race and endurance, you know, uh, the, what do they say? What's the thing? The race does not always go to the swiftest, um, but perseverance, uh, you know, perseverance is very important. And um, you're going to meet people along the way. Who, as you said, Keon, who are going to want to help you. You're going to meet a lot of people along the way who want to help you. I guess the most thing, the best thing I say about that is just don't let people down. You know, um, when people hear your name, you know, you want there to be a smile 
in their voice when they talk about you. Um, so, you know, with those words of wisdom, uh, or I don't know if it's wisdom, but it's, you know, from experience, uh, it's been a pleasure, you know, being around you guys. Uh, you know, you're, you're really just great people. You've got great character. Um, you're bright, you're ambitious, you're curious. Uh, and it's just been so special uh, being around you. And of course, as you know, uh, you've got all of our contact information. So just continue to keep in touch and let us know if there's anything uh, we could do, uh, you know, to help you, uh, you know, <laughs> we're kind of forever. <laughs> A huge thank you to Mr. Roden for co-hosting the podcast today. We are all very grateful to have this experience and can't wait to make you proud with our future accomplishments. That's all for today's episode. To our audience, thank you for listening to to us one last time. Extra thanks to Parker Owens and the ESPN Digital Audio Content Team. Get all of the Rodan Fellows podcasts by subscribing to the Anscape listening tab on the ESPN app. Make sure to join the next class for another season and don't forget to make Anscape your number one stop for everything in the essence of Blackness.